Welcome, everybody, to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I am your host, Jason, the Angry Wargamer, and we have Drew and Lando again today. How's it going, everybody? Great scenes. So, uh, any big news, guys, before we crack into our stuff? Or any, like, happenings? Well, uh, since it's appropriate, uh, Limited Run Games finally pulled through today, and uh, I got my... uh, I got my order in. It is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Going to shout out to my buddy Cedric, who also happens to love Shantae. Happened to get it. The limited run edition. And my God, is this thing massive. It's just a game for the Switch, but they brought me a box that's the size of the NES. What? (laughs) Dude, I'm going to show you photos after the show. It's like, God damn, is this thing huge. And what it came with was a steel book, a soundtrack, a little poster, and a vintage cartridge for the Game Boy Color. Okay. Okay. Like it doesn't work, but you know, it it, <laughs> it, it look it, it it looks absolutely legit. It's fucking awesome. And I nerded the fuck out for like ten minutes while talking to Drew earlier today. Fantastic. Shit. He did severe nerding. <laughs> the collector stuff. What can we say? Yeah. Well, my order originally was also supposed to come with like a Shantae plushie. I don't even really give a shit about it because it never arrived anyway. So <laughs> nice. Like, I'm, nice. Just, I'm just happy with what I got now. Like e- that would have been just a bonus. Well, that's awesome. What about you, Drew? Anything new? Um, I don't have anything dramatic because this week has been pretty, last week was really, really busy. I had uh, work related stuff to do all week and really didn't have much time to do anything extracurricular. Um, I guess Friday, uh, I mean, I went grocery shopping at Target, ended <laughs> up getting a, uh, um, a Star Wars, uh, prop for my wall. Nice. I got the dark saber. Ooh. Speaking of, <laughs> there's so much more information coming out about Gina Carano now. It's ridiculous. It's getting getting kind of stupid. Ah, yes. How she didn't even know she was fucking fired until the goddamn media spilled it out. Like, how the fuck do you do that? I, how do you, as a multi-million dollar company? Not even bother calling your damn employee and tell them that they're fired. Was it that or was it the emails that got leaked? No, it was in an interview by Carano herself who said, I didn't even know I was fired until the article started coming out. Oh, yeah. They didn't even call me. (laughs) Fantastic. It's like, how fucking moronic are you? You didn't even have the guts to, to, to fire your own employee, whatever standards you might have. Dude, regular companies don't even have the guts to fire their own employees. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So, um, As far as news with me, I did get my first part of the COVID shot. I was called a stereotypical Republican. 
And oh, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Here lies Jason the liberal who passed away, for he was slain by the left wing liberals, for, co- for they have condemned him as thus yeah. not liberal. Just because I was trying to point out that mansplaining is a fucking stupid ass term. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny because he talked shit and then blocked me and then didn't give me the opportunity to respond. So, yeah. And you'll get fucked. Ah, the most <laughs> noble and honorable of tactics. Yes, yes. If I'm going to shit talk, I'm at least going to give somebody the opportunity to respond. That's just how it is. Um, other than that, like, I don't know. The fucking vaccine kicked my ass because I had already had COVID. So I had, like, you know, chills, fatigue, headache, you know, all of the major ones that people are seeing on the second shot. I got them on the first shot. Um... Other than that, like, there's nothing really too new. It's all kind of, eh. Other than, obviously, the news that we're going to talk about, because that's the important shit. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, you... never, mind the death, never mind the death-inducing virus. We got the real shit to think about here. Yeah, I think, like, everybody just up and forgot about COVID all of a sudden, other than the fact that they have to wear masks and the vaccine's out. Like, you don't hear about it every day like you used to. But we won't get into that. <laughs> so um, I, guess, I guess we start with Nintendo because I'm pretty excited about a lot of what the Nintendo Direct had. Minus oh, a few things. Yes, there's definitely plenty to talk about when it comes to that Direct. First yeah. and foremost, Super Smash Brothers. Actually, no, no. First thing was the Splatoon 3 trailer. What are you talking about? That was literally the last thing they showed. Was it? Yes. That was the last thing they showed. Did they? Re- they no way they started the with Smash first Brothers. Did thing they? They showed was the Smash reveal. Oh, okay. Well, I was super excited about Smash Brothers, and there's a whole bunch of other controversy around it. So, well, there's two controversies that come around it. The first one is that apparently they censored the character who has been revealed. And by the way. It's Pira from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but it's not just Pira. We got a two-for-one deal today. Apparently, she's joined by Mithril. Is that her name? No. <laughs> you said okay, both of I'm their sorry. names wrong. I got the name wrong. <laughs> Fuck me running. It's, it's, Pyra, it's Pyra and Mithra. You should play Xenoblade. It's a fucking awesome game. It's... I tried Xenoblade Chronicles, and I despised it. Ugh. Wait, Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U, or are we talking about the one yes. for the Switch? Yes, that one. The that one for the Switch was really good. Once you get used to the combat system, and they have like a a Pokemon driver system type thing, where you know you collect the different drivers and they do different things, it becomes kind of cooler. Uh, yes, Pyra and Mithra, and it's technically one character. So yes, they're they're bringing back the old uh, Sheik and Zelda style. They transform into one another. Which is a real cool concept, masked under the fact, first controversy, there's still fucking swordsmen. Yes. Yeah, there's still swordsmen, and they can they can switch mid-fight, no lag, and they have three different movesets with three different, like, uh, or no, two different movesets with two different, like, ultimates, depending on who's out, if you care about the Smash Ultimate. Which Move. sounds fine. It's not. It's not the end of the day. It's just that 
you know that stereotype by now, or I should say that meme joke where apparently they seem to be only releasing swordsman characters. Piranha Plant isn't, and neither is uh, Terry Bogart. Terry and Mint and and that girl from uh, Arms. Correct. But yeah, but everyone else so <laughs> far has used a sword. Yeah, no, it's mostly swords, which is kind of stupid, shitty, but. It is what it is. Look, if I wanted anyway. to play a hack and slash fighter, I'd either be playing Soul Calibur or Dynasty Warriors. Right. <laughs> and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to hate on the character. I like I'm I, I'm happy I'm excited to see how she plays out. The only thing is, is that part of me is like I can't believe that their original idea with Sheik and Zelda is more appealing to me than these two. I don't know. I'm super excited for this because I really love Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and the DLC for it. So uh, this might actually get me to play Smash again after probably a year. I don't think I've played Smash for a whole year. Dude, hit me up next time when you want when you finally actually do start playing. If I'm there. I'll I'll game. Yeah, no, I'm just, that's cool. <laughs> just I just haven't I just haven't played because I haven't found other than like I've only really been working on Bayonetta. But I really, really love these two characters oh, in the game. I can't kill with Bayonetta. This fucking ruins my life. Well, Bayonetta's like nerfed. cancer yeah. on me. No, I, I'll get, I'll get, dude, I'll, I'll get somebody to 150 percent and still can't kill. Like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Pyra Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles Two is the new character for Smash Brothers that I think is releasing this week, isn't she? I have no idea, but that'd be kind of cool if that was the case. I think it's soon. It's not. It's not like something we gotta wait for. Yeah. At least for too long. That's right. not bad if that's the case. Let me see. I'll I click. thought. Uh, I thought it was coming out in March. At least that's what I saw the ETA for them was. There was some stuff that was in March, and then there's some stuff like this. Um, like this month, and I can't remember what the stuff was. Motherfucker, it does not well, say. Well, the Capcom arcade thing came out, and there that came out with uh, shit. I think it was one, one or two games. You, you, you know, get one free game, and then you buy the rest in uh, packs. Yeah, I saw that, but I don't know when those packs are going to be available because I was looking at that. Um, when I, when I downloaded it, and I was looking at it, I didn't see any um, right. anything about it yet. She is March twenty twenty one. She's part of the there, – there's still two more in this fighter Dude, pass Dude, that's too. not that far away. That's only about, what, three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, but it might like be a, like the middle of the month. Who knows? Yeah, it's not that bad. No. Yeah, I'm not complaining well, about it, but it's it's coming. Uh, next thing that was well, on there no, was – By comparison to the oh, other releases, it's relatively early. That was the other thing. Hungrybox sure. caught some shit because he made a boob joke. Oh, for love of fucking Christ. And everybody's super hypersensitive from all of those – Bannings where these pro players were touching people like inappropriately. So he had to he had to pull down his video and make an apology over a boob joke. That wasn't even that bad. It was like it was like a quick like. Uh, like waifu joke or some shit. And then these are supposed he, to be the strong willed people, right? The strong, confident people that, I, uh, you know, that aren't supposed to take shit from no one. I don't know, man. And then uh, I guess the same thing happened to Leffen. Leffen deleted some videos 
where he said some shit he shouldn't have said, but I never, I didn't catch it, so I don't know what he said. Um, but yeah, the fucking Smash community is super hypersensitive right now, and it kind of ties into the theme of today. So we'll see how that sensitivity runs out. Um, well, since right. we already mentioned this, since you thought it was the first thing, Splatoon Three, where yeah. everybody thought it was a gonna be a freaking expansion, we're getting a whole new game instead. And the big thing they introduced was pants. I don't think um, that many people were hype about it, only because of what happened during the the finale of the Splatoon event that they uh, like canceled everybody, or they can no longer stream it. Because of people's names with the melee thing, because remember, I mean, it's already a small community. I don't know. I this is like throwing an expansion on the Splatoon has become the Call of Duty of Nintendo. Well, that was the that was kind of the point of it, right? (laughs) It was supposed to be. It was their take on the on the modern shooter. It's not as good, though. (laughs) I don't know. I am. I thoroughly enjoyed the first one to the point where the f- I was playing competitively online for a little while. The first one I was fun. It was a lot of fun. I had a, a shit ton of fun with the first one. I never picked up the second one because the second one just seemed like the first one all over again. And once I get into that mood of like stop releasing the same game, I'm not buying another game of it. It's just that's just how I am. So. Well, I wanted to get the second game, but I never got the. I never had the chance, oh. and. Uh, now I don't know whether to skip out the second one and go straight for the third one or get the second one at a cheaper cost because it's most likely going to be cheaper now. Bingo. And, <laughs> and get the third one later down the line. Well, that's that depends on how quick they shut down the servers, too. Because with Call of no, Duty... they, they sh- haven't even shut down the servers for Splatoon 1 yet. Okay, well, then you're safe. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I don't want you to buy something for five bucks st- and then get screwed on it. I still occasionally go back to the first one and still play it because apparently... Uh, apparently there are some aspects to the fir- to the second game that weren't brought in from the first game. So, yeah, you get you get to enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, next on the list is Monster Hunter Rise. I'm not a Monster Hunter fan. Um, it looks cool. It's a new Monster Hunter, and this is what we knew was coming. And they finally announced it, or talked about it at least. At the very least, those monsters look fucking gorgeous. Right. I love how beautiful the whole game looks. I'm just not a monster fan, a monster hunter fan myself, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, that's the problem with me too. Is I, I, I might try to pick it up. I might think about it, and then for some reason I never do, and then I just miss out on it. But I, I always hear. Everyone's saying amazing things. Um, it's a way for them to just grind with their friends. And, I mean, if you're into the Monster Hunter games, you're not going to miss out on it, so you might as well pick it up. Now, these last two main titles. Or, there's three titles left in this Direct. These next two are probably the two that I'm probably going to be the most hypest for. And Drew's gonna be, Drew and you are going to be hyped for one of them, at least. But... The Mario Golf is coming to the Switch, baby. Wait, wait, wait. You're not <laughs> serious, are you? I, dude, I love golf games. I don't know what it is. I I do not know what it is, but I will 100% play this Mario Golf game. 
Okay, fine. I mean, it looks it looks fun. I'm not gonna lie about it, but it's like it's really hard for me to get excited over Mario Golf, and it's, I own the original. It's a golf game. Okay, I didn't play the original Mario Golf. I used to play like you know uh, Golden Tee and the Tiger Woods games and stuff like that. So, I, oh wow, I'm actually yeah, definitely into golf. Yeah, well, I'm not that into golf, but um, okay, golf games, right? I've played them. I've played them, but I think the coolest thing is is you get to sw- like actually swing with the Joy-Con. So I'm kind of look. I'm a, I'm kind of hyped for that thing. Um, yeah, Mario Golf coming, baby. You get to play your characters, and you can do like a, a a golf race, like the first, the quickest to the to the score, to the you know quickest to get it in the hole, uh, and then you move on to the course. Like you fly through the course. There's a bunch of little different like mini game like type fun shit that you can do with it. As well as just play with people. So I didn't check to see if there was an online. I don't remember them saying anything about an online, but I'm assuming there is if they have the multiplayer on it. Whoops. Whoa, I get, whoa, whoa, they're going to copyright us for that. I know, I know. <laughs> I fucking clicked the link, god damn it. They got to have it online, right? Most likely. Uh, support languages, I mean, developer. I mean, for Super Mario 3D World for the Switch, now finally has online they play. They do have online play for this game, so that's good. Perfect. I can play with people and not have to hear you complain about my golf habits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't know that was a problem for you. I know. Yeah. Right. Maybe I'll actually do something since I got the ring fit and it just sits on my shelf. <laughs> Hey, I had to get the ring fit, man. I had to. <laughs> it's actually a lot more difficult than you think it is. Anyway, um, the next game on the Nintendo Direct is coming this month. Bravery Default. Yeah, it's exciting. It's this this week. Oh, damn it. <laughs> All right. Right. They're going to copyright us twice. Twice. Mario's oh, gonna bring down his fucking Goomba goons. <laughs> They're at my door right now, damn it. So the game has a as a demo out right now that you can play it. I'm hundred percent sure it's either this week, yeah, the twenty I wanna say the twenty fifth, right? Yeah, today's Saturday the tw- uh the twentieth of February. So uh I think five or six days. It's definitely this week it releases. Oh no, wait, it released already. Oh no, no, that's just the, for the demo. My bad. Why would they link you to the demo? Idiots. Anyway, so yeah, they uh that comes out this month. And I'm kind of just excited to play Bravery Default. There's no other way to say that. <laughs> So, it looks pretty gorgeous. I haven't played any of the demo stuff yet. Not that I was going out of my way to do it regardless, but it's yeah. just like I haven't touched it. So you don't. I don't think you get anything that transfers over from the demo anyway. Um, I think they kind of stopped doing that. They just kind of want people to play the demo so they get sucked in. Well, it's fine, but they're also making it so that it's like an easy entrance for newer RPG players because yeah. they're going to have... Uh, th- th- it was in their uh, um, commercial for it. They're like, you know, new new RPG players and old ones alike will get something out of this. I'm like, well, it's in a new world, so 
Uh, it won't have anything to do with the old one, which I'm fine with anyways, because they buttonholed that whole uh, story pretty nicely in the two games that they had. So if they do a, a whole other game series out of this one, I'd be fine with that. But if you're talking about like game mechanics and stuff, as long as the Bravely and Default series are in there, I don't really care. Everything else, right. I'm just excited because it's relatively straightforward and the world looks gorgeous. It's a new RPG, and that's kind of what I've been waiting for, because right now... The only thing that I've really been playing for the uh, on my Switch has been RPGs, and a lot of them have just been old titles, like at Final Fantasy point, X, Ten, Ten Two. At at this point, the PSP now has a successor, and that is the Nintendo Switch. Very true. Very true. <laughs> okay, here's the most controversial one. Towards the end, uh, Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. I, okay. I don't know why they did this. <laughs> and you said it to me. They said it, it's the the first remake of the it's, the first remake of that game. Yes, it is. It's the only one. So I I don't it's like the it. the only one out of the major titles that has not been remade. So it only made sense for them to do it. So they how, did how, they did change it so you can play it with the controls like the buttons. You don't have to actually Thank swing you. the sword, but it's you have to sw- you still have to flick the the sticks on either side to u- either use the shield or use the sword. So I, it's just going to be uncomfortable to play, in my opinion. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not getting it. I'm waiting for the rest of the stuff to come out this year. Griselda. I mean, I probably might. I I already have the original on the Wii U, and I still have it. On the Wii, but I played on my Wii U, and I haven't I haven't finished it yet. But that's because the first part of the game really pissed me off, <laughs> um, dude. I spent like two hours trying to get past the uh, the loft wing section because the controller just wasn't working. Yeah, see, that, it's like the old Red Dead Redemption too. When they did Red Dead Redemption on the. Uh... Was it Red Dead on the Wii? No. I believe you're. I believe so. Either that or Red Steel. Maybe Red Steel, the one with the you had to swing the sword, but the fucking tracking on the controller sucked balls. I don't remember. It was a fucking terrible ass game. I, I, I just just leave it at that. <laughs> it's fucking Wii. We tried to do everything fancy and they fucking failed. We um, tried to play with a technology that was just too young for its time. Right. At the very least, they they gave it the good old college try. I just don't think they should have done it with fucking Zelda. If they gave as much respect with fucking Mario, where Galaxy 1 and 2 at least only had minimal con- minimal motion controls, why the fuck did they had to go all out with Zelda? I will never know. Honestly, like that might be the only way to play that game right now. Like the best way to experience it if you really enjoyed it is on the Switch cuz you they the Switch Joy-Cons are very good. Very very good. If you've ever played with just the Joy-Cons and like the motion controls even with like 1 2 Switch or some of those other party games, they they did a really good job with those Joy-Cons. Well, I'll see how that goes, and I'll remember that if I get that game, and uh, and play it out for myself. Yeah, keep us keep us in tune. Cause that's not a game I'm really too much interested in. And then, um, the rest of the direct was 
uh, indie titles, third-party titles that are coming. Uh, there's a lot of them, actually. Fall Guys is coming. Uh, Outer Worlds. Expansion, it's, I want to say. A superhero oh, no. DC game featuring high school girls? That one just had me laughing when I Which one is that one? Oh, your favorite DC superhero girl? Uh, yeah, what was the name of the game? I don't know the name of it. Yeah, all whatever, it all I know matter. is that it, it, <laughs> it it's based on that it's based on that one cartoon on Cartoon Network apparently. Gotcha. Um, so, Samurai Warrior Five probably... is coming. Yes, Samurai Warriors Five. Yes, finally. Yeah. Dude, Samurai Warriors Four came out in like 2013. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this one up because this is that's what I want to play. So it's a it's a hack and slash like Dynasty Warriors, but the if you it the it's difficult to describe because it definitely feels different when you play it. And they have done some major changes to the character designs because the Oda Nobunaga that you see in there looks mm-hmm. significantly different than the one that we the one that fans know have come accustomed over the years. He no longer has the Demon King design that we've all grown to love. And he doesn't have, he doesn't bear that wicked mustache anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And Akachi Mitsuhide also has definitely gone uh, uh, a change. I don't even know why they changed him though, because he clearly had the pretty boy type, like down pat. I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with the story. He's- well, the the story doesn't really make much of a difference. It's it's based on the historic. It's based on the Sengoku Jidai. The story's going to be relatively the same. In the end, Mitsuhide Akechi Mitsuhide is going to assassinate Oda Nobunaga. It doesn't go any different than that, unless they have like a uh, uh, a what if scenario. But those are yeah. few and far in between for the series. Um. HD remastered Legend of Mana. I swear they've been talking about this for a while. So it's finally coming. I'm probably going to pick that one up for sure. It's because I like the original Legend of Mana. So it looks it's just a remastered version. So again, they're just bringing back old RPGs and remastering them, which is fine because they're bringing at least bringing back the good ones. (laughs) That's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, Super Mario themed Animal Crossing stuff is coming. I don't play the game, so it's not like it's something that interested me. It's just cool because you can get the blocks, the the flag, you get the costumes. The warp pipes. Yeah, the warp pipes. I think that's going to be cool. Uh, I still log in and play it every once in a while. Uh, I haven't really gone too far with it, but uh, maybe this will me in the ass to play it a little bit more uh what is this hades is getting a physical copy and then the three legendary action games uh the ninja gaiden series it looks like the old xbox version that's the problem that's the problem okay ninja gaiden's 20th anniversary came and went oh really yes and we haven't gotten a Ninja Gaiden game since 2013 right with Razor's Edge. That was the last game it came out. 
And I think that's part of this collection. And the first Ninja Gaiden game we get this entire time is a recollection of the of the 3D Ninja Gaidens. Now, don't get yeah. me wrong. That's a pretty damn good deal, considering that they're spread they're spread about through all consoles. I don't mind that in particularly too much. But there should have been a brand new Ninja Gaiden, for fuck's sake. Yeah, uh, I played the original one for the Xbox, because that was like the game that kind of released with the Xbox. And that game was a shit ton of fun. It is. It's uh, a lot of fun. Brutal as fuck. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> until, until I learned I could upgrade my fucking nunchucks, I was fucked. <laughs> Those demons kicked my ass. <laughs> oh. And that collection, unfortunately, reminds me to keep going back to Razor's Edge and beat that fucking thing. But that fucking boss is a nightmare. <laughs> the final boss is a kick in the nuts. Well, you got till June, and then it releases on the Switch, and then people are going to take over for you. <laughs> they'll, be like, they'll be like, this is this is what Lando couldn't fucking beat. Look, easy. Easiest game of the series. I fucking hate you! <laughs> um, and I guess last but not least, the DLC for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. That was without a doubt. That was inevitable. There right. was no way they were. They did it with the first game. It was, and despite the fact that it was on an on an ultimately failed console, it was getting it because due to great sales, relatively speaking, and for a Switch game, that was that was without question. So I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out. I'm hoping that they'll bring back like uh, Breath of the Wild versions of Sia and Lana and Volga. Because those three characters help make what the original Hyrule Warriors were. And I would love to see how they would play out in in uh, Age of Calamity. Especially if they do a story segment alongside with it. Usually there is a story segment that goes with it. Or am I wrong? The problem, the, the, the problem was that the original one didn't quite do that. The original oh. Hyrule Warriors just released the characters. And then they re-released the game in the 3DS with an added story. Until and then after that, then they made the uh, the complete edition for the Switch. So it took them some time. Hopefully, we can cut the middleman here, and they'll just give the added story segment if there is going to be one, along with the DLC. Yeah. But uh, hey, what characters are you guys excited to see in the if they for uh, Age of Calamity? I don't play the game. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to pick it up. I mean, fair enough. It's, it was just you, Lando. Just you. I didn't pick up the game. I just played the demo. I'm still going to get it. Oh. But, so yeah. I um, I the, the only game I played was Fire Emblem Warriors. And I think I traded it in. I can't remember, but I might have Hyrule Warriors. I have to check. I can't remember if I traded in Fire Emblem Warriors for Hyrule Warriors, uh, but I do have one of the Warriors games that did release when the Switch came out. So I just don't remember which one I have. Fair enough. Yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors was cool because it did have a story that you could play through while you were massacring hundreds and thousands of fucking enemies. It's all about the massacre. Oh, yeah, 100 <laughs> uh, percent. The other cool release that they're doing is a special edition Monster Hunter 
Switch with the controller. The Pro Controller is $75, um, which fucking still blows my mind because now it's cheaper to get a Joy-Con than it is a Pro Controller. So it is what it is. But more big news that kind of ties us into the next part is the Nintendo Switch is getting Diablo 2 Remastered. And I am so excited. (laughs) Yeah. I can't tell you how many times. We going cow farming tonight. Dude, me and Drew used to play until like fucking three, four in the morning. And there has to there. There's a druid in it. I saw the druid in the trailer. So it makes me believe that the assassin is also released on that along with the necromancer. Because if I'm not mistaken, the necromancer, druid and assassin were all. Um, expansion characters. No, Necro was from the original. It was just uh, Assassin and Druid were the additional ones. Yeah, but oh man, I'm so hyped for the Druid. So hyped. I miss playing that little fucking furry bear running around just massacring people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm so excited for that. Um, So BlizzCon apparently was what, this last week? It was this weekend. Yeah, they're still doing it right now, right? So day one, they announced um, Diablo 2 Remastered, which is coming out for all consoles. And the cool thing about that is no matter where you play, it cross-levels up for you. So if you play on your Switch and then decide to play on your lap, on your PC, um, your characters will stay, apparently. At least that's what they're saying. So I'm assuming you're going to have to have a, Blizz, uh, a Blizzard login. So... There's that, um, which I think is still pretty fucking cool because now I can be like, I can play on my switch and I have my kid download the game and I can just log in into his if I want to play on his or if I want to play on my laptop one day. Like, I think that's fucking cool as hell. So, anything else? Got to find my bad. I got to find my battle net account. I haven't done anything with it since uh, Legacy of the Void. Yeah, I'm assuming you need a Battle.net account only because it's, obviously there's going to be online play attached to it. Um, you think I'm doing that? Doing it any other way? Right. My only concern <laughs> is, is how the fuck am I going to play uh, um, play without a keyboard? Or do they make Switch keyboards? I mean, no, the, the Switch controls are USB. The you, Switch you can always just plug in a, a a keyboard and try it out. The Switch controls for the Diablo games are actually not that hard to get used to. They use all the buttons on it. And you can you can map the controller if you wanted to. So not how I play this, you know it. Well, then fucking get a laptop. My, what do you fuck you want me to say? <laughs> let me see if there's a if there's a user interface keyboard for my Switch and let's do it that way. Fuck you. I guess. I guess. Yes, I'm getting Drew a keyboard for Christmas. Christ on a cracker. No, you don't have to go that far. I mean, oh, oh, come I'm, on. You know they're not that I'm coming. I'm coming with a bag full of ears. That's all I'm saying. So be ready. <laughs> oh. oh. Poor soul. You don't think, you don't think the, the, the Koreans are, are, are going to corner that market before you got there? How adorable. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I hope they actually have an updated trading system so you don't have to just drop the gear in the fucking server to trade it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows what the interface is going to be? I, the, 
dude, everybody I've talked to about it is either really, really excited or they're absolutely against it. And they're not against it for the reasons you'd imagine. They're against it because of what happened with Warhammer 3. Or, War. I'm sorry, Warcraft 3. What happened with Warcraft 3? The remaster for Warcraft 3 was a shit show. Oh, I, I never played Warcraft, so I didn't know. Wait. Yeah, they, uh, not only... Not only did it was it glitchy and buggy, but the people who had the traditional version of Warcraft three, like the non remastered version, were fucked as well because oh, they yeah. needed to update their shit. I heard remember? about yeah, I do remember now. Yep, yep. Well, Diablo two, they've already remastered it because you can play it right now, but they're they're releasing it to all the other consoles now. Um, because you can play it through the Battle.net on the computer right now, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds fine to me. I don't know. I don't think my computer can handle it. That's why I'm going to get it for the Switch. But yeah. No, what I'm saying is that I think that it's more. It's going to be more refined at this point. I think they're ready for it this time, as opposed to what the fucking shit show. I, I, see, the, here's the thing: when they redid Warcraft Three and they remastered it and put it out, it should have just been a patch, and that patch shouldn't have fucked with the old game. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So agreed. Absolutely agreed on that one. Yeah, I think, but they, yeah, like people I talked to, I was really excited. I'm trying to get them as jazz as I was. And they're like, I'm not, they're like, I'm not wasting any more of my money on blizzard stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna twist your fucking arm about it, but all right. That's the only game I'm buying for blizzard is Diablo from now on. Um, I'm not, I haven't played Warcraft. I haven't played world of Warcraft. I haven't played, um, Starcraft. And I have I've never played Overwatch. So, oh, I did play Heroes of the Storm like a couple of times. That's a free to play game. So, uh, yeah, I haven't. The only game I'm spending money on Blizzard right now is Diablo, which is good news because they just dropped the trailer for Diablo four with a new class called the Rogue, which is very similar to the Assassin. Well, I mean, wasn't there a Rogue in the in the first uh, Diablo, the original? The original, but then they got rid of it. And then when they, the only way they quote unquote brought it back was the release of the Assassin on two. No, the Amazon was close enough to it. Was it? Oh, because of the bow. Yeah. 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 What? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Diablo Eternal sounds like a better idea. Yes, me. <laughs> you don't own a cell phone? <laughs> yeah, man. I own a cell phone. I play it. Uh, I, I'm a gamer. <laughs> I I uh, I load up Diablo three uh, still to this day because it's just like a good filler game. You don't have to think. You just got to log in and push buttons. That's all it is. I don't know Diablo this four. This one is Diablo two. Right, exactly with the fucking skill tree and oh man, that fucking skill tree. It was sexy. <laughs> Gonna go. <laughs> Gonna go stones of Jordan hunting. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Or the fucking barbarian set where you had to front fucking run Mephiston seven million fucking times to get the goddamn chess piece. Was this? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a chess piece. Yeah. God, I was that immortal? Was that immortal king? Yeah, immortal king. Uh. <laughs> Well, well, it became an obsession for me because after a certain point, I'm like, I'm going to see if I get all of them. So I ended up getting the Immortal King full. 
I got uh, the Amazons uh, set full. I got the Necromancer set full. Mm-hmm. And I had parts for the Sorceress, and I had a couple parts for the Paladin. Uh, Griswold's, I think, it's, I think that set's called Griswold Steel, Griswold's uh, Steel or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, I, the only ones I didn't work on were the Assassin, and you already had the Druid, so I didn't need to go in and get that one. Yeah. So. Yep, I had Druid, and I think I had half the Necromancer set, and then I was working on the Barbarian set, and fucking, oh, fuck Immortal Kings. But then they released Immortal Kings for Diablo 3. They released the old sets, and I went back, and I got Immortal King for Diablo 3, but it was, like, a thousand times easier, and I'm like, well, this is bullshit. I don't have to work for this. (laughs) Uh, Doesn't it have the congruent challenge levels like Diablo 2 had, like, normal? Yeah. Uh hard and, and uh brutal like so immortal king would be pretty fucking useless after a certain challenge level regardless right yeah well they upgraded the sets and you had to get the upgraded sets in those power levels but they went higher than just a couple of like they went beyond nightmare they went like torment levels and you can go up to like torment something like torment something ridiculous where it's like you have to have a party at that point to play otherwise you're fucked so, but the, you could get the other sets. Here's the th- so every season they release a new set that you're chasing after. So the set for the season, if it's not Immortal Kings for the Barbarian or whatever, you're not getting Immortal Kings. You're just getting whatever the set is. So, All right. Yeah, it's Diablo three is way different with their season stuff and stuff like that. I really hope the Diablo two isn't like that. And it's just the traditional game where you could just fucking grind it out. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. I don't know. The, gra- the updated graphics for four look good. And they updated the graphics for two. And it looks more like Diablo three than it does Diablo two. Like graphics wise. So at least it'll look better. <laughs> Oh, it looks gorgeous. Like, I, yeah. I, uh, as long as the gameplay is still there, I don't give a shit what it looks like. Because, like, it's not, it's obviously not going to be the original graphics, which, again, I, I, I'm not going to cry about regardless. So if they manage to make it to make everything shape up nicely, I don't give a shit. And the Warcraft 3 hit me bad because, like, I played Warcraft 3, and I actually enjoyed yeah. that uh, Frozen Throne. So when they, when they fucked up the remaster on that one, it's just like, well, that's kind of shitty. And then and then the, and then the bleed over into the traditional version of it. And just like this, like I can see why people have bad blood with uh, Activision Blizzard at this point. I mean, for obvious well, yeah. reasons other than that. <laughs> I was about to say, do we even like, need like, to mention China at this point? Like, is, has everyone got our feelings on this already? <laughs> Look, it's not like we have problems with China, just it's political bullshit. Right. True. True. Just gonna, I'm just going to say free Hong Kong and, and just leave it there. Yeah, there you we've, go. We've Wonderful. already been canceled in China. Who who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't know. So they they did a lot more than that uh, at BlizzCon, but that's really the only like good stuff that came out of it. They released a cinematic for the new Overwatch stuff. Um, what else did they do? They're re they're focusing on the. Uh, old Warhammer, the classic Warhammer servers, and bringing back the Burning Crusade again. So if you didn't play Burning Crusade, however fucking many years ago it was now, is this thing saying 10 years? 
something like that. Whatever. I I was a fucking uh, what's it called? Beta tester for that and for for uh, Ice Crown. So I don't know. Diablo Four. I don't know what the story is going to be. And the only reason I say that is because the trailer when they introduces the rogue is fucking badass. And obviously the priest is tied to Diablo and the rogue gives him ears to show that she's done whatever job and he owes her payment. So I'm wondering if they're going to do a more dynamic story with Diablo instead of the here's the good guys. They're going to go beat Diablo. Because the rogue is obviously trying to make money. And doesn't give a shit about the church or the politics. So, I don't know. I could see that. It'd be nice to have a little bit more complex story. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even see Diablo 3, and I already knew exactly who Diablo was going to end up being. So, that's pretty depressing. Right. <laughs> Asmodan, I think, was the best out of Diablo 3. Yeah. I, I mean, the whole thing with Tyr- well, the only the whole thing with Tyrael losing losing uh, his uh, angel status and all that other wacky shit, and then the, uh, the, the the angel of death and all that nonsense. It's just like yeah. this is all just just convoluted shit. The Reaper, uh, yeah, I forgot about the Reaper expansion. Uh, the one that introduced the Templar, which they should have just left the Paladin in. <laughs> they should have just left. Stop renaming shit. Just leave the old characters alone. God damn it. <laughs> no, they must be changed for the right reason. And our reason is the right reason. They fucked up the necromancer. They should have just left him the way he was. <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, I mean, we're getting Diablo 2 remaster, so you're going to get your traditional necro. So no, I'm only playing Druid until I fucking get tired of it. And then. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll figure out what I'm also playing. You damn well know if you give me the option to play Druid right off the bat, that's what I'm fucking doing. Yeah, Hell so yeah. BlizzCon is still going on this weekend, so this is just the news from the first day. I haven't heard anything else. We haven't had a red shirt thing happen, but it's not in person, so are we going to have a red shirt thing happen? Who knows? Um, I think they I think they figured it out after their... their uh, was it... Uh, Diablo Eternal or Immortal with uh, the phone thing last year. I think they right after that, they were like immediately like fire everybody. Let's work on four. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's how we ended up with four. No. All right. I don't know. Why would you push the mobile game as your big announcement when everybody is just wanting four? Like, that's just I don't know. That's my opinion. Well, dead maybe, horse, friend, dead horse. I know. Well, I know. maybe it's a focus group sort of decision. Ain't that right, Drew? Yeah, that co- focus groups, because we don't want to have to interact with our with our fans directly. We're going to get a <laughs> tarot. We're going to get a cross slice of them who have no idea what the fuck we're trying to do and convince them that what we're doing is correct, even though we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. That's yeah, what that is. Basically that's, that's the way what, it that's goes. What that's. All right. What is next on this list? Good sirs. Oh, yeah, you were talking about Nero? I'm about, uh, about BlizzCon for today, so I'm going to guess that there was just a lot of gameplay in the streams. At least that's what I saw. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't heard anything. And every article is from yesterday, so 
maybe they're waiting till tonight or they announced something that we just didn't catch. So you got, you want to talk about narrow? Um, him, uh, I only watched a little bit of his video and by little, I mean like the first like minute or two I talked to Cedric about it. He was streaming a day or two ago about it. And I was chatting with him and he's like, Hey, I, I got this link to this video about, about Nero and concerning what happened over the summer. You want to let you on it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? That's why I posted it on our, uh, on our chat. Just cause it, 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 it seems like it was just a receipt scenario. Like he, he obviously put his, put the receipts out on his end and basically did a pro Jared and cleared it, attempted to clear mm-hmm. his name. So Oh, so he's one of the guys that got stuck with the zero and um, all the other guys over the summer. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I don't really care about that shit anymore. <laughs> it's over and done with. Everyone just, that got caught got caught. Follow-up. It's a follow up blurb. That's all it is. I mean, oh, we can okay. just ro- we'll, we'll run right through it anyways. Yeah, you can just you can literally Google narrow and it'll show you. It'll take you straight to his video so you can watch it. Um if you really want to. Or we'll post it. We'll post it to the Facebook since we don't really haven't really posted much there. So yes. if you want to catch it, go to the Facebook and catch it. God damn it. All right. Before we get into the heavy, heavy retarded topics, let's Oh, there it is again. I'm a Republican. <laughs> You're killing anyway. your liberal. Why are you killing your liberal? Fuck my life. Yeah, whatever. Which is funny because um, the other guy that posted on Drew's thing after I called him a pussy boy and he wouldn't respond to me, he goes, and I tell someone, I want to tell him I'm a liberal. And they go, you keep using that word, but I don't think it means what you think it means. And that same guy I called a terrorist because he fucking coaxed it out of me. <laughs> I was like, what do you want me to do? Call you a terrorist? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, then you're a terrorist. <laughs> anyway. Completely I mean, unrelated he, he topic. Literally asked for it. I mean, yeah, I because he kept trying to go that direction. I'm like, you want me to call you that? Because I'll call you that. Like, I don't, I don't have a fucking problem calling you that. Um. So Strixhaven spoilers. <laughs> now that we're moving on, <laughs> fucking drama bullshit. Um, we did get a whole lot of uh, fuck feminists from the last uh, episode when we were talking about Anita Sarkeesian. So there's that. <laughs> oh, really? Is that from our comment section? No, nobody left comments. I just had a bunch of people that like listened. Apparently, there's a couple of my friends that listened to the show, and they were like, all I got was text messages saying "fuck, fuck feminists." <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I have no problem with feminism. I don't. I have a problem with where it's going now and the. It's not the initial intent of what it used to be. That's the only problem I, think I have. That, I think that can be said with any true egalitarian or anybody who could, who anybody with who is rational enough to understand. The problem isn't feminism; it's extreme feminism, and they are starting. And as a lot of these people can't tell the difference because they don't see themselves as extreme when they hold such extreme beliefs. Yeah, if you take anything from listening to this podcast, remember equality isn't equal, <laughs> and I will forever stand by that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go into Strixhaven. Strixhaven is the Harry Potter set for Magic: The Gathering. Um, 
there's some spoilers, some fucking cool ass spoilers that caught my attention from Japan. Uh, that was pretty awesome. But uh, they released this set doesn't come out till April and it's not even March yet. So they've, we've got like the very f- beginnings of the spoilers and it's mostly box toppers and they've announced the five schools. Uh, Silver Silver Quill, Lorehold, uh, Prismari, Witherbloom, and Quad Quadrin Quandrix? Quandrix. Quandrix, yeah. And basically every single school applies to the guilds, uh, one of the different guilds from Ravnica. The same color typing, basically. Um, but they're now they're schools of magic. Um they did announce new mechanics, I think, too, didn't they? Um, I didn't see anything about new mechanics yet. Um, they, they only spoiled the modal cards that are supposed to follow the, the schools, right? The modal sorceries. Yeah. I haven't seen anything other, other than that, at least at this particular juncture, as time goes forward, we'll see what happens. Now the the pack structures are what's really intriguing. So if you want to, you want to talk about those, uh, special border cards that they were spoiling, go for it. Okay. Those are the box toppers, though, right? From what I'm hearing from uh, uh, from Desolator Magic, he's saying it's not box toppers. One of there's going to be one in every pack. Right. Okay. So we looked it up. We said there was 63 of these cards. They've only released three of them so far. Yep, and they'll probably re- uh, dude. And it's three three really good ones too. So yeah. So the three they've released are Demonic Tutor. Which is a fucking phenomenal card, which I'm shocked they reprinted. It also has amazing fucking looking art on it. Um, Swords to Swords to Plowshare or Swords to Plowshare, which is another good card that we we've, we've mentioned before on the podcast, and one that kind of threw me off, but the art is very, very cool looking. More of like it, like it has more of like a, a Hindu type theme to it, which is weird. Is opt. Um, and that's an uncommon card. So they've released the three they've released so far. One's a mythic, one's a rare, and one's an uncommon. My guess is that the 63 cards, I don't think they're going to go lower than uncommon, but they're going to mix in like a sprinkle of a bunch of shit to kind of fill in with the different schools of magic, I would assume. Because some of these, like, if you look at some of the modal cards, they you can see where these fit into the schools. Right. I think, uh, but but one of the things that Desolator was talking about, um, other than the fact that there's supposedly going to be one per pack, um, which I, dude, if that's the case, if each if each regular booster pack is going to come with those in it, uh, th- this set's going to sell like sell like hotcakes. Oh um, yeah. That being said, though, um, the alternate Japanese art, according to what he was saying, is they have the potential to appear in English packs too. Are you serious? That's what he said. So Japanese, the Japanese art has very Japanese themes to it. And holy fuck is the art on those even better than the art on their releasing for the ones in English. And if I had to, I was going to buy everything in, J- in Japanese. I was 100% going to order shit from overseas. Well, go ahead and do it. <laughs> buy, the, buy the English ones and then the Japanese ones. And you use the Japanese ones. You just memorize what the English ones do. Yeah, I, could, I guess I could get a box of each. If I want to go two boxes. Yeah, but you, I'm just saying you don't have to. Right. That's what that's what I'm hearing is like the art's going to be 
a be cross. So you'll My, you have the potential to get a Japanese version of the art in the English packs as well. My oh, favorite art though, my favorite art out of this is definitely the demonic tutor. The demonic oh, tutor card, holy fuck. Got, got that giant Oni there. It's it's flipping awesome. Yeah. We'll post that to the Facebook too so you guys can keep up with that. <laughs> yeah. So, um that, that, that's got for strict saving so far. Um I don't think there's anything else. No, they, they haven't even they haven't even fucking spoiled Time Spiral Remastered yet. The only thing I know about is like three fucking cards and one of them is lo is uh uh Lotus Blossom or something. I don't remember. I think that's what it was called. And that's from the original Time Spiral block. So yeah. we'll we'll see what happens. It's supposed to be an amalgam of good cards from across that entire block. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I man. I'm super happy with this. I think this set I'm not as I'm hyped for it only because of the the extra cards, not because of the stuff that they've spoiled yet. The modal cards, I'm not really too hyped for those. It's literally the demonic tutor and the swords the plowshares that are really right now making me want to get this set. So I don't think I'm gonna go the two box route. If I can if you if they're really saying that you can get the Japanese and the English box, I'm gonna buy one English box and maybe a pre-release kit for this one. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna stick to that model that we talked about last time. But that's just out of this right now. So if there if there's nothing else that good that comes out of this, I might just buy the fucking single and call it a day. So and in I, most cases, unless you're unless you're cracking the box for draft purposes, most people would suggest that you buy the singles. Best time yeah. to buy them, honestly, is after the release. Right after, right after release, just before the meta starts to even out with the new cards, yep. because the popularity of the cards is going to definitely shift as they're incorporated into the general meta of the different formats, and that's how you'll figure out what you can grab hold of for cheaper rather than wait, waiting until it spikes into the roof like a lot of those cards end up doing. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to if you pre if you order them pre-release wise, you're overpaying for them because once the once the set releases, they all drop in price. Everything drops in price. And then the first week or two when everybody's still buying their cards, that's the best time to pick it up because that starts to even out the the sale price. A lot of stuff drops and it drops low, and if you wait and like maybe 2-3 weeks into the set, It'll drop to a lower point unless the meta's already changed. So it's it's that sweet spot of the two to three week mark after the release. Yep. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to uh, Time Spiral at this point. Like I said, Strixhaven. If it wasn't for the uh, the included, uh, I guess you can call them masterpieces for better better lack yeah. of terminology at the moment. I, uh, I I wouldn't even consider Strixhaven because I was I was pretty much done because like right now Time Spiral because it's not a standard block it's looking like the uh, um, it's going to be a buck fifty for a box so Ooh. that's okay yeah, I that's uh, not really that I just stopped myself from buying a box of Double Masters the other day so. That is good cards. If you went for it, you'd get some good stuff. And nothing really expensive except for a few. The price tag is what threw me off of that one, though. But it's still within like, a doable range of. It's like a, only a couple hundred dollars. It's not. It's not outrageous yet. Yeah, two hundred bucks. But you don't get a, it, it's uh, because it's not a standard um, 
It is a non-standard uh, booster box. It's not coming with the full 36, so I think it's like 25 packs. Yeah, like the Commander Legends did. Commander Legends, I think, it was 24 packs. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they didn't use the they didn't use the the uh, cool Battle Bond box like they used with previous non-standard sets. The, the 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 Commander Legends box feels really flimsy. Yeah, it does. They did put more cards in the booster packs, though. You got 20 cards instead of 15. Yeah, it would have been nice to pull a scroll rack or a fucking vampiric tutor. Instead, I got I got uh, three fucking staffs of domination and fucking three rings of bright earth. I got two rings, but I got I got a vampiric tutor, so <laughs> I guess I guess I'm ahead over there on that one. Scroll rack would have been nice though. That would have been really nice. Um. Oh, and I drew a. I got a jeweled. I got a jeweled lotus too, but that that came out of a a three pack hanger from the the store. Oh, and uh, they also had the uh, the banning that happened. What was it Monday? Oh, with Uro that we were talking about, <laughs> literally right the day yeah. day after we released the podcast, they banned Uro. <laughs> Uro, who else did they ban? They banned um, Tibalt's Trickery. Basically, everything we knew was going to get banned, but they banned. The whole reason Uro keeps getting mentioned is because they've banned it before the. <laughs> the uh, collection even comes out. <laughs> so they've already killed the value on the card, to be honest. So, One of the other things they also did Monday, too, was they clarified a rule which was being abused up until recently. Cascade. Uh, involving, yeah. involving the cascade mechanic. So that way, you when, they, when you cascade into a, a, a modal card that has two sides, you are, you are forced to cast the cheaper side depending on what the cmc of the cascade card was so you can't cheat in a seven cost planeswalker anymore unless you cascade into a seven <laughs> like from an eight if you cascade from yeah. an eight to a seven you could do that you can choose right. either side right so uh, that's good that's definitely good for the game um that's all that's also going to change the modern meta so watch for that <laughs> No more cascading modern decks. I mean, you still might have them. Uh, it might not even might not have even done anything to the meta, but it definitely is going to have some effect at some point. Well, it's no longer going to be cheap cascading anymore. In most right. cases, Tibalt will probably end up in uh, some kind of Grixis control build. Yeah, that's true. Because his color his coloration works really well, and Valky the Valky side of him is actually still really powerful. So I could see somebody still running him as uh, uh, main board control because you still get to see people's hands when you're using it and you still get a creature out of it depending. So there's value there. It's just it's not going to be nearly as explosive as it was, you know, with people cheating and using Ardent Plea or, uh, you know, cas cheaper Cascade cards like that. Right. Cool. All right. Where are we going next? We are going to the amazingly uh, political world of Dungeons and Dragons and how it's racist. Yes, folks, you heard it right. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons are racist. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, oh, you guys man. take this one over because I, I legit did not read the article, but I will chime in uh, with my opinions. Well, here's the thing. Um, so for a while now, people have been trying to make the argument that there are elements of Dungeons and Dragons that are racist, such as the stupid orc controversy, mm-hmm. where people thought that they wanted to equivocate orcs to black people. And I don't know how the fuck you could manage to even consider that. Well, remember, they got rid of the um, the traits, too. Yeah, because they all thought that, that it was inherently racist. Mm. So, a professor from Stanford University mm. decided to take a look into matters into his own hands. Now, what the fuck is a college professor at a university doing trying to be an expert, incredible opinion on a fucking board game? I don't know what to tell you, but apparently these 100k paid, no yearly paid uh, college professors have enough time in their hands to make such a study. And according to his quote unquote research, there was enough to say that Dungeons and Dragons is indeed racist, and that a lot of its old, a lot of its elements has racial undertones, which makes it racist. Uh, I know, I know, the, I know the majority of the audience who are listening to this are dumbfoundedly shocked and appalled of the sheer stupidity. But oh, don't you worry, it just gets dumber. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's only gonna keep getting dumber because it feels the like more that the, it feels like everything is racist at this point. Like everything. That's the that's the problem. And you want to know why everything is racist? No. <laughs> because they are looking for it, and in things that just aren't, they're looking for racism in places. They are obsessed with racism. That everything has to be viewed from a racist standpoint. They use racist logic. They use racist arguments. They use. They use racist tactics to try and play out that anything can be racist. Yeah, I'm trying to find they the article. They are so blind to where their you... own racism, it hurts. All right, where did you guys drop this article? It's in the group chat, right? Yes, it's in the group chat. Fuck, why can't I find it? We did post a lot of shit on there, so you, it might be up there a bit. Oh, Mortal Kombat... Uh... Mortal Kombat movie uh, trailer. We'll talk about that right after this. Hold on. <laughs> Let's finish this it's bullshit so we can end on like a semi-decent note. Semi-decent? This is going to bring us back to you bitching, people bitching about you not being liberal enough. Oh, I know. I'm going to bring that up, too. Let's, uh... <laughs> Stop it! It's already dead! It's already dead! Where the motherfuck is this? Just look after me ranting about it. I'm sure you did. I did. I left a sentence about it. I left a sentence about it. (laughs) Well, it's a long (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, that's from last week. Scroll through. So I can agree with the fact that people are just like 
they're looking for it, and it seems to be people that are calling themselves allies, I guess. Um, look, I have no problem with people calling things out that are racist, but calling things out that are racist for just saying they're, they're racist when there really isn't even, like, an undertone of, like, racism, I guess? Ah, I don't know. It's... Like, I think you're just digging for shit at that point. Like, I get, like... It's a game, and we've said it before when we said with the at the episode where we said read the room. You have to know the table that you're at and not... I, if you don't want... Like, if you don't... If you don't want racism, call it out at your table. Um, but a but rules book that is written the way it's written is not they're not they didn't do it with the intent of being racist. They wrote a rules, a game with rules. Like are you uh, it, at that point you can say like any game system, War Machine, um, Warhammer, um, Malifaux, any any game is going to be racist. Like that, if that's the standard you're going by, that means like everything is racist now. Yes. No. You hear that? It's just kind of nobody arguing with you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you're not entirely wrong. There's not much to contribute to that. I agree. I guess I need to snipe my liberal self. Just about now. Just gonna did lock it, and load and get the bullets. Where the fuck is this article, guys? Don't worry. Did it happen? Forty-five millimeter. I want it to hurt. Um, oh, here it is. You actually posted it. I was looking for Drew to post it. Oh my god, it's not even no, an article. I, it's a video. No, it's just a picture. Someone had screen capped the, uh, the the article in pieces, so I just took the screen caps that they posted and uh, uh, just posted it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. You can thank Sophia Narwitz for that. Why is the only pictures that I see the ones that got me called a, a Republican? Mm. I have no idea. Because Chun Li belongs in the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> That's still People are apparently saying it was a, an elaborate troll, and my response is, if that was the case, they wouldn't have put a retraction. And they, they're they're trying to play it off as it is because they didn't want to be complete idiots about it. These are clearly the person who wrote it. Does not play fighting games at the very least, if not video games at all, and did not realize that the character she mentioned wasn't even in the fucking franchise that they that, that she was that she was supposed to be in. Like, at least do the damn research before you pop off with such an idiotic opinion. Okay, are you talking about? Okay, so was the press? You said the professor was from Stanford. If, if I'm wrong on that, uh, forgive me. I, th- I, no. I, I may have get, gotten that mixed up with someone else. No, because the funny thing is is that this article is actually from 2019, from two years ago. Fair so enough. this this might be what have actually sparked. Oh, my God. 
Dungeons and Dragons perpetuates systems of white male privilege. Are we going down this rabbit hole right now? Because I swear to fucking God. <laughs> on the podcast, do it in your own personal time if that's the case. Uh, you already beat this dead horse into the ground at the what, like four podcasts ago? Yeah. Five. Professor Confess.blogspot.com. So this had to have spawned what was what they were trying to do with getting rid of the racial traits because this article was before that happened. So I thought this was something new. Yeah, well, it oh, was one talked about ago. recently, and it that was. article was used, so perhaps that was my mistake. Nope, there's another one that got posted. Let's see if this one's different. I don't know. So uh, okay. I got I, I got I called. Take my own goddamn advice, then. <laughs> oh no, this guy's giving talks on this stuff. All right. Let's read this. So, Granth Shala. Oh my God, I can't. Can I even trust this new site? Jesus. All right. A professor at Stanford University says Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it has racist undertones, claiming that it encourages racist relationships between players. Stanford professor Antero Garcia, who was watching Dungeons and Dragons while researching research, researching research at a gaming cafe in the Midwest where his upcoming D&D players wired this fictional role-playing game is racist in nature. The game contains a fictional human race called Tiefling? Tieflings are not human. Okay. Who has an, a demonic heritage and lives in the ghetto in human cities. In an interview, Garcia recalled how a group of D&D players acted out disbelief to a player character whose race was tiefling. They were all friends, but they knew the exception was expectation was doubtful. Said Garcia, this relationship is racism. The report started that uh, stated that fans of the game may be conservative. Did you really just get me called fucking Republican again, dude? What the fuck Lando? Like what the fuck? Twice in a week. Twice in a week. Okay, you oh can my snipe God. me later, man. When yeah, we right. finally all hang out, you get that rifle ready. Yeah, right. I'll just put on the bandana. Like, shoot me, motherfucker. Let's do this. So this is not the first time Garcia has mourned the Dungeons & Dragons. In 2017, the professor published academic journal article entitled Privilege, Power, and Dungeons and & Dragons, How Systems Shape Racial and Gender Identities in Tabletop Role-Playing Games in which he argued that uh, D&D abolishes white, white privilege and the game is called The White Man's Hobby. Oh, the gist of the article is as follows. This article takes a cultural historical approach to analyze, analyze how a system shapes its users' beliefs, identities, and experience focusing on which game system the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons is built on that has evolved and shifted over the course of 40 years. This study emphasizes the central role that, uh, that systems play, play in the uh, mediation of participants' experiences by focusing on the depiction of gender, race, and power in Dungeons & Dragons as an uh, eccentric cultural practice. This study highlights how researchers should participate in cultural production around and within the system. 
Garcia is a professor at Stanford's Graduate School of Education, where he studies how technology and gaming shapes use, learning, literacy practices, and civic identity. His most recent studies explores University of Dungeons and Dragons and how participatory culture transfers classroom relationships and educations. And education, according to the university, in learning and literacy tabletop role playing games. The fuck? Okay, wait a minute. Most of the people that play Dungeons and Dragons that I know of are like further liberal than I am. Okay, and I'm not saying I'm like the, you know, end all be all liberal here, but how the fuck? Are you going to call an entire group of people conservative for liking a game? And this literally just came out a day ago. I mean, can you? Are you even surprised at this point, man? I mean, for fuck's sake, you people get called fucking Nazis these days for opinions less than that. Yeah, but you're you're getting called a Nazi for fucking playing Dungeons and Dragons because it's apparently inherently racist, even though he mentions that the study focuses on that stuff in the game. 40 years ago, if you played Dungeons and Dragons, you were considered a devil worshiper by the fucking conservatives. And now apparently the liberals think you're a fucking Nazi if you play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, which one do you want to go with? Are you a fucking devil worshiper or are you a fucking? Or you're a fucking Nazi. Either way, you lose. Right. Jesus. He's a fucking moron. Fuck the hyper left the fuck fuck the hyper liberals and fuck the extreme conservatives. Fuck them both. It's not even like a It's just this guy. It's just this guy. Anyone else that's ever complained, like Wizards of the Coast allowed you to take away the racial traits and use the racial traits in any way. Take take the two points and put them wherever you wanted, and you could be whatever race you wanted. I have no problem with that. None. Okay, you wanted to change the game. You changed the game. It has no real major effect on the game because half the time, Rachel's traits didn't even fucking matter to begin with. Um, And people specifically played certain things to min-max characters, which... Min-maxing in 5th edition is, I mean, it's a thing, but everything's so overpowered, it doesn't even fucking matter. So, it's not, oh my god, I don't even know where to go with this. I don't even know how to, how to like, say anything good about this. There's nothing good to say about it, really. It's just, it's fucking stupid. It's stupid is what it is. Because it the way he's he's framing his study is he's basically saying, we went looking for the racist shit, and this is what we found. And That is the whole point, that's and, what I'm telling you. Yeah, but he's 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 making a correlation between people being acting in a in a role playing game and being that way in public. I I guarantee you any kid that's in college right now that is playing Dungeons and Dragons is not going around treating people as racists. They're not being racist. In fact, they're looking out for people who are being racist and care more about the fucking like equality in real life than they do about a fucking tabletop game because the tabletop game is their fucking escape from reality. <sighs> anyway, Chun-Li does not belong in Mortal Kombat. Simple as that. <laughs> no, that, no that, I couldn't have put it any better. That was a beautiful way. Okay. Yes. She, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't belong in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Shut up. 
when we have a Mortal Kombat cross Street Fighter game that everybody's had their wet dreams of, then we can talk. So I didn't have a problem with the article because joke, whatnot, whatever it was, I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem when somebody mentioned that in a comment that they were mansplaining back to the author and that's what we should be worried about. And I brought up the fact that if it was a role reversed and it was a woman correcting a man, is that now woman-splaining? Well, no, 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 no. And then they're like, well, you keep saying retarded, mansplaining, white knighting. He goes, you're just a walking stereotype. Motherfucker, I'm not conservative. The fuck? (laughs) Mansplaining is the dumbest fucking term I've ever heard in my goddamn life. There is no such thing because if I t- so if I explain something to you, am I now mansplaining to you who's another man or does it only count when I'm doing it to a female? And if I'm doing it oh. to a female, how come it's not equal if I'm only doing it to a man? Because the idea of mansplaining comes from the fact that you're a male, thus that you have a privilege over the fairer sex. No, 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 no. That's not the point. If you say something stupid like Chun Li, why isn't Chun Li in Mortal Kombat? I'm gonna call you an idiot. I don't care what Absolutely. fucking sex you I are. I agree with you, but that's the <laughs> idea of mansplaining. It's that oh. you're, explaining, you're explaining something because you're a male and you have a and you have the privilege that you have the gall to have the expertise that you may not have in. That is the that is the presumption of mansplaining, and no. it's bullshit. No, it 100% is because, again, we go back to the equality is not equal. Like now that I'm treating you with equality, now it's a bad thing because now I'm mansplaining to you. Because the idea of that concept is that (laughs) they don't understand what it means equality. They want superiority. I literally treating it as equality. Next time, if I ever see anybody in public and they tell me I'm being a misogynist or I'm being fucking if I'm mansplaining something, I'm literally gonna be like, I just want people to leave me the fuck alone. You might as well just leave me the fuck alone because it's not going to end pretty for you right now. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I can't use pretty as a, as a, uh, a description anymore. It's not going to end well. (laughs) Why did they get the word pretty from us too? No, no, that's being sexist. We can't say pretty. Pretty is a sexist thing. Oh, so they did try to take that word away. No, I'm just making, I'm just making that shit up. If you find that somewhere, let me know, but I'm just making that shit up because that's the the absurdity of the level they're going to go to. That's it. You can't say handsome because that's the same thing. Handsome is only is a sexist, just like pretty is sexist. That's the, that's the absurdity of the, the, in like the direction that they go with this stuff. That's why I, I fucking get it. I don't fucking get it. And just because I don't, I don't agree with the term mansplaining and I don't agree with the far left or the far ideology of either side does not make me one side or the other. I'm not Antifa because I want healthcare for everybody. And I sure as hell ain't fucking a Nazi because I don't agree with mansplaining. <laughs> like, the fuck. <laughs> Ralph is that when you look at the when you when you uh, look at the extremities of both the uh, of both sides, if you are not in any way, if you're in any inch off of either direction of the opposite direction, 
they're gonna think that you are the enemy. Yeah, th- no that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this conversation. So right if now. you're not a hundred percent aligned <laughs> with those extreme views, then you are going to be their the antithesis of their side. This Honestly, has especially become the case for this is especially this has been the case for hardcore conservatives back in the eighties and nineties, and it's now being the case for the extreme liberals on the far left in the past two decades. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I posted the article on my Facebook and people are tearing it apart on my Facebook right now. <laughs> Someone took a screenshot and they're like, I dare you to find something that makes less sense than this paragraph. <laughs> And it was the, and it was the it was the paragraph about researching research. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Holy oh, shit! Uh, you know what? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to bring it up. Anyway, we so tonight I'm about to bring it up now. <laughs> well, you want to talk about Coke? Is that what you want to talk? About? <laughs> oh, oh my, my evil mistress! What have you done? No, people. People have. T- I, I went to Twitter to try to find like the original link. So apparently the original link is gone. I th- maybe Coke tried to cover it up, but there's so many people just tearing it apart right now that it, it makes so little sense that even talking about now is not going to make it any different of how much little sense it makes. So maybe maybe for another time, if we, we get more like shit that comes out about it, but we're going to you know what? <laughs> well, I mean, we can talk a little bit about it if you want. No, it's just. There's just no, <laughs> there's just no point in talking about it. <laughs> if it was related to Mountain Dew, I would because then it ties into video gaming. But Mountain Dew is a Pepsi product, and I, don't you dare differentiate. No, don't you dare uh, assimilate the two. That's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, Chun Li does not belong in Mortal Kombat, and the reason we keep saying this is because this article spawned after the trailer for the Mortal Kombat movie that's coming in April. Which, by the way, looks phenomenal. And it does? It, I thought it did. It looks better than the original Mortal Kombat movie. Well, the original Mortal Kombat movie has the cheesiness to it. That don't, makes don't, it shit on, don't, don't shit on don't my this, soundtrack, all right? That, that, that movie brought <laughs> us the best soundtrack of this generation. <laughs> all I'm saying is to me that the Mortal Kombat movie looks a bit generic. So that's just me. It looks cooler I, because it's got updated graphics. Um, I did think that they tried to go sensitive with stuff by making um, they used a lot more uh, Asian actors. So uh, I don't know if it was produced by Asian, by an Asian company or what or if they just did that on purpose. Um, but honestly, like it looks like it's going to be a legit good Mortal Kombat movie and you're still going to have it's it's a fucking video game movie. You're still going to have that cheesiness in there somewhere, but it's going to be a lot more graphic this time, I think. Well, okay, less graphic, better effects. <laughs> hey, the practical effects from the original MK were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they they maximized with what they got, with what they had. Yeah. And it still holds up to this day. The only it's, thing I don't agree with. I shit on anything on Mortal Kombat from the back of the day. It would be the second movie. But, you know, that oh. movie exists. So I think what they do in this one, as far as from watching the trailer, they do give a little bit of backstory of Sub-Zero and Scorpion, which is probably one of the best storylines in Mortal Kombat. The only thing I don't agree with 
um, is that they made Kano a good guy. Hold, hold, excuse you and your entire race. <laughs> yes, Kano is a good guy in this movie. And oh, no, he does. Yeah. He doesn't work with yeah. the Shadow Realms in this movie, which no, <laughs> I'm telling Why? you, that is literally the only thing I don't like. The only what thing I, I don't like Kano is that he is such an unbelievable dick. Uh, so they're trying to still keep him that dickish person, but he's just not a villain. Which doesn't make any sense because the whole reason he was working with the Shadow Realms is because he's a mercenary and he was for hire. He's a mercenary (laughs) of a a criminal terrorist organization and he has no fucking problem with ditching anybody for the right price. Right. That is literally the whole whole thesis to Kano and they're going to butcher it by trying to make him a more redeemable character. Sodom. Yeah, and Jax is in this one. Why I don't think I don't think Jax was in the first one. I think Jax was in the second one. Oh, Jax was in the first one, but that's when he they fucked up his arms. He didn't actually become a character until the second movie. No, they're going by the MK9 canon. They're not going for the original. Oh, okay. Well, either way. So they, they do they that's this is why I'm hoping that the Scorpion Sub-Zero thing is is happening because in the trailer, you see little tidbits of what could be Sub-Zero's clan attacking um, Scorpion's clan. So I think they might tie that in, which would be fucking amazing. But I think you almost have to bring in. Um, the fuck's his name? Long as it doesn't. Not end Shang up with Sung. Who's the, together. Shang Sung. Who's the other guy? The one who who is like in charge of Shao Kahn before. Uh, Kronika showed up in this last one. What was his oh, name? Kotal Khan? Not Kotal. It wasn't one of the Khans. It was the other guy that Shang that uh, Shang Tsung killed him and took his powers. He didn't kill anybody and steal their powers. I thought he did. Okay, so this guy, he's the one that set up the whole Sub-Zero he Scorpion was- thing. What was his name? Quan Chi. Quan Chi, yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping Quan Chi is the villain in this movie, like the the big villain. Fair enough. I tell me that Although wouldn't be tell me that wouldn't be cool. I don't think that they're gonna I don't think they're setting this movie up for a sequel though. So Quan Quan Chi would be the, the right way to go, I think. Plus, plus, you get so much more story out of Quan Chi than you do out of any other villain in that movie or in that game system. True. Uh, so, uh, I'm excited, regardless, where whichever direction they go, the, the Kano thing's a little weird. But if the, if that's a, if that's a deal breaker for people, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I would still I would still like to watch it, but I'm not very excited for good Kano. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. It's the only thing that bothered me. Plus, I don't know how they're doing movies right now. Can you even go to a movie theater right now? Some AMC theaters are open because they actually opened it. So, so okay. it's not out of the question, but it is mo- definitely limited. It's coming in April. So, if things change by April, then I guess okay. Um WB really fucked everybody up with putting shit on 
uh, download and movie theater, which almost killed the movie theaters. So who knows? Well, it was either Corona was going to kill them or this, and they decided make a little cash along the way. Well, hope. Wall Street bets buying AMC also helped. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? I think we hit everything on our list. Minus Coke. <laughs> no, we're going to have to put that bag away to snort it out next time. It, literally, dude, I, I logged into Twitter. I looked up Coke. Uh, Coke white training, anti-white training. And every tweet was just dragging them through the mud. <laughs> so I'm hoping Coke caught on because <laughs> I couldn't find the original tweet. Well, now that he spoiled the surprise, apparently it's not. Really, I didn't spoil anything. I'm just saying it's not. There's nothing to really talk about because everybody's shitting on it already. You spoiled it by searching it and then saying that you searched it. Whatever. Like, it, 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 that's what I'm saying. There's nothing to really talk about because everyone's dragging them through the mud. I'm like, I can read you some of the tweets if you right. want. If you want, no, if you want to do this, we can no, do this. No, no, it, 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 they are they are righteously, righteously shaming Coke for doing something so idiotic. So okay, all right. I guess we'll talk about it since some people won't know. <laughs> I, I apparently I did find the main tweet. Look at that. No, no, this is somebody else. Uh, so a whistleblower blew this information. Uh, Coca Cola is forcing employees to take a uh, to complete online training, telling them to try to be less white. Let me read you some of these slides. Confronting racism, understanding what it means to be white, challenging what is uh, what it means to be racist. Uh, next slide: To be less white is to be less uh, oppressive. Be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. So the basics, sit down and shut the fuck up if you're white. Uh, In the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand it is better to be white. And then one of the final, oh, six minutes into their little video, it says, try to be less white. Yeah. The level of racism oh. in that training video. Coke is- actually put out a press release saying that this is real training. Oh, so the question is, are they, are, are they, <laughs> it's hard, um, are they standing their ground here? Oh, hundred percent. As a, uh, this is as of 218, 2021, as a global enterprise, the Coca-Cola company is driven by employees of different genders, ages, abilities, orientations, races, ethnicities, religious beliefs, and countries of origin. All of these dimensions add to our uh, networked way of working and our efforts to enhance by greater awareness and understanding everyone's perspectives. During last week's town hall, we discussed of our coming, our upcoming diversity, equality, and inclusion training. Today, 
We are pleased to announce the launch of Better Together, a global curriculum to help us explore the thoughts and ideas that govern our actions. Better Together represents the first phase of our multi-year learning program to help build greater appreciation and understanding of what it takes to build a truly inclusive workplace and network. Okay, by face value, it doesn't sound, it sounds just like diversity training at any company in reality. Uh, the better the better together curriculum it will be loaded to your coca-cola university transcript in the coming days you can complete the full curriculum in one sitting or by completing a segment each day look for more better together on connect and yammer i'm assuming that's their programs so they rolled it out on the 19th so yesterday Okay, so, wow, Jesus, I apparently stumbled onto the good thread. <laughs> everyone's calling Jesus. it, everyone's calling anybody that disagrees with this a white outrage. Oh, oh and apparently <laughs> it's because being white is meant to refer to a social construction within which anything associated with whiteness is uh, seen as superior Critical thinking is hard. <laughs> what? Uh. Wait, where is the lie? This is all true. The wording be less white could be improved, but the message is absolutely correct. Oh, his name's Black Lives Matter. Um... Well, that didn't just get us canceled. Uh. <laughs> Must we turn in our white privilege card or can we sell it? <laughs> Come on, you guys got to give me something. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep reading tweets. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Don't fucking stop. <laughs> uh, something else, somebody else goes, not seeing a problem with this. This is the same thing many white people say about black people. Whether it's ethnic sounding names, hairstyles, fashion, or knee jerk response to police shooting unarmed black people, we're told to be less black and we couldn't and we wouldn't be victims. Who the fuck says that? Who yeah, says that? I would like to know who the fuck says that. I... Oh my god. The whistleblower needs to file a civil rights uh, violation complaint for race based discrimination. And somebody goes, what discrimination? Who has been being denied what because of their race? There are uh, these are the kind of questions the court will ask. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a meme. Try to be try to be less Latinx. And it's a <laughs> it's a bunch of Hispanic looking people going, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know, there's something I learned earlier today. Apparently, I didn't know about this, but it makes sense. Uh, Latino is a word that's only used in the U.S. Generally speaking, most Southern, most uh, most Latin American nations don't even use that word amongst themselves. No, they don't. In fact, they hate it because it, you're you're tearing apart their language, and their language is built on a feminine male it's pronoun. Not even, it's not. It's not even just that. It's that they have a strong national pro each have a, national, a strong national pride for themselves so when you don't refer to them as the nation that they're from it's also uh, a bit demeaning 
they take it as a slap to the face. So here's okay. I didn't even know that, and this, I'm fucking Honduran. This guy Matthew Bozies, it's on Twitter. He was an he's an Air Force vet because I looked up his profile, and he doesn't have his pronouns in. So you know that's the start. Uh, identity politics, racism, slash racialism is a right wing political construct. A truly left-wing approach to political economy focuses only on the struggle of class, as in working class, without delineating identity. That's harsh. I don't think that that's probably the best way of saying anything. That is like the harsh truth right there. You're being you're being completely we're being completely separated and and segregated from each other by turning everything into a racial thing against everybody that they've forgotten that the whole reason most people, most working class people vote liberal is because they care about the working class and the middle class. And now they're trying, most normal people are trying to make the equality part of that, not the equity part that everyone keeps talking about. The equality part of it is giving everyone the freedom and making everybody come out of poverty, which I can totally agree with. The equity thing where you have the people who are working harder have to give up more, I don't agree with, which kind of puts me in a conservative mindset. Because if you're working harder and I see somebody making as much as I do doing less than me, I have a problem with that. If we're both equally working hard, making the same amount, I'm okay with that. And the dead air. Man, you guys wanted to talk about this and you got shit to say. What the fuck? <laughs> Motherfucker, when you say something that I have to contradict, I'll fucking tell you. Otherwise, <laughs> you sit there and be right and be fucking happy about it. I'm the only one saying shit and you're the motherfuckers that were like, oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> now that you brought the kid out of the bag. <laughs> well, that was Orlando. I didn't say fucking nothing. In fact, I've been pretty quiet most of this podcast. So you can eat my ass. Anyway, so if you literally well, look up. Point, we're all in fair agreement here. It's not that we're. Not that we don't disagree, because if we had some, it's like Drew said, if there was a legitimate, if there was something to disagree with or something to add to, we'd mention it. But <laughs> you pretty much have it pat down. <laughs> I, just, I just saw the best meme ever. <laughs> uh, it came from a Twitter uh, called Babylon B. Hey, when you click on it, it says fake news you can trust. <laughs> And this is the tweet they put out. I'm kind of curious what this thread looks like right now. Somebody goes, to fight white supremacy, Coca-Cola discontinues vanilla Coke. Oh! (laughs) You know what? They should discontinue it anyway. It tastes like shit anyway. Oh my god, someone actually took this seriously. They, they should come up with black coke or bloke. Oh my Oh my <laughs> god, that even sounds worse. Oh, uh, the jokes are great. We're <laughs> looking forward to mayonnaise coke. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm astounded. I'm astounded how people can see racism in a soft drink. The world has gone mad. I love how nobody looks at like Twitter profiles when they read some shit. That's like the first thing I do now. <laughs> oh, this is the this is the shithole I was expecting. All right, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna retweet this. 
Uh, I'm just going to quote it with a face bomb. <sighs> All right. If you follow us on Twitter, you can find me at the Angry Wargamer, and you can see <laughs> you can see what we're talking about right now. <laughs> All right, I just tweeted it out for you guys. Uh, well, obviously, if you follow us on Twitter already, you're gonna get a sneak peek to what the episode is. But uh, yeah, it is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Anyway, no, I, so. I don't have a problem with normal diversity training or the sexual harassment training or um, I guess the diversity training covers like, um, you know, the ableist stuff that, you know, how I say retarded all the time and I'm not supposed to say that in the workplace. Um, but um, yeah, so obviously that stuff I can, I, I guess I agree with. They're trying to but here's the thing with people don't realize about HR companies like HR at companies as a whole. They're not there for you, the employee. They're there to prevent the company from getting sued. So yep. the reason these programs are there is literally just to sh- save face in case something does happen along the way. That's literally the whole reason that they're there. And any, the whole safety thing, like with it, we care about your safety. They don't give a fuck about you. They care about their exactly. production numbers, and they only have to say that because OSHA tells them to say that. So there's that. Um, I, I don't have a problem with those trainings because, yeah, it's a good thing to know, and uh, you do a lot of those trainings in retail environments, obviously because you're working with people. But when I was a 15-year-old, and I, I, my first job was at, uh, at a big company was at Walmart. They do that diversity training. It was part of the thing. I mean, I think that's good for the young people that come in that realize it. I mean, obviously, depending on how you were raised, you're going to get piece of shit people that do have to have jobs. Um, and you will get racist people in the workplace. But if that happens, then you take care of it when it, when it arises. Don't go looking for the shit. And that's really like... That's really what the whole conversation was like today. It's don't go looking for the problem. Like the problem, if the problem arises. Yeah. It sounds horrible. But the idea is you don't look for things that don't exist. Yeah. There needs to be a more responsive culture than a preventative culture. Because a preventative culture just makes problems out of nothing where the reactive culture reacts to a problem when it happens people may not like it but that is the better way of the be- the better way to solve problems because when you're creating problems then you're not really solving anything yeah you're i just mean creating more problems there has to be a balance of the preventative and the the response i think because okay um, you went looking for a problem by saying D&D was racist. Okay. You, you found something. Okay. You have a point, whatever. Like there might, there may have been a point with racial traits and how the stories were written. D&D went back and fixed that. There's, there's no longer there. But now you're saying that it's still racist and is now it's still white privilege. Now you're looking for a problem. You've already responded to what you found. Right. So you found it, but now you're looking for you're looking even harder by pushing it further than the problem that was art that the problem that you originally had, which was racial traits and the inability of 
playing certain monster classes and stuff like that. So D&D fixed it. You still have a problem. Now you're pushing farther for shit that's not even that's not even relevant. That's not even a thing anymore because they fixed it for you. So, like, that's the problem. It has to be a balance of preventative where you talk about situations that could arise and you're prepared for them, like sexual harassment trainings, uh, the diversity trainings with, you know, be nice to your fellow people, like, whatever, like, don't make, don't don't bully people, basically, the anti-bully thing. And a response situation to where when these situations do arise, there's an immediate response to it. And I think that's the balance that has to come to it. You can't just go looking for the problem and create one. You have to prepare for a problem, and when it happens, react to it. It's as simple as that. Well, in in most cases, and, and, and it's something that in business that becomes kind of a headache for a lot of companies, is an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure in regards to those kind of things. So... And the reactionary nature of businesses tends to make it so that there's never anything that feels proactive for what for dealing with those situations. Right. Uh, on the full end, they literally just wait until it happens and then make some overinflated response. So oh. the loss of resources just in doing that, I'd imagine, wouldn't even wouldn't would be something that should be addressed already. The, here's here's a problem I have with. The cancel culture, and I fucking can't stand cancel culture. Or sorry, consequence culture. There doesn't need to be consequences for everything. You're allowed to have a differing opinion. Doesn't matter how bad your opinion is. You're allowed to have a difference of opinion. That was the whole point behind the First Amendment. Now I'm not gonna like I'm gonna sound like a whole conservative. Oh, First Amendment, blah blah blah. You're allowed to say whatever you want to say. Yeah, you are allowed to say whatever you want to say. And if you go punching a Nazi in the face, or you go punching uh, Antifa member in the face, or a BLM member in the face, the consequence is the same. The, the consequence of that is equal. You are both going to jail. Right. Now, if you have a difference of opinion and we're talking it out, and you all of a sudden don't want to talk it out anymore, instead of walking away like a human being you just want to scream in my face and escalate the situation or don't even want to hear my side that's on you the 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 polarizing stuff that's going on right now is not is not good it's just not good period you need to have you need to have be able to talk to people about the differences of opinions instead of just outright attacking them like with when i just got called a fucking conservative about saying uh, about the mansplaining thing I didn't attack him. I was bringing up points of, well, if you reverse the scenario, does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't happen. Well, why doesn't it happen? Well, women don't go and attack men. Well, that's not true because we watched Amber Heard do it to Johnny Depp. But you don't, now you don't want to talk about it. Now you want to attack me and call me an idiot and say that my, my argument is so stupid that you don't even want to entertain it. Well, maybe your argument is the dumb one, and I'm trying to get you to talk about it to realize that you're being dumb. And if you do change my mind, I'll change my mind. But if you're not going to talk to me, I'm not changing my mind. It's as simple That's as that. That's the point, though. They take it as a, they take it as a, as a point of a, uh, of sheer offense that right. they they can't they can't fathom that their that their belief or their or their conjecture is somehow wrong. It has to be right. 
and they find it insulting when you when you even dared to challenge it because how can you challenge it it should be right but that's the problem when you when you challenge the idea when you challenge the opinion and you challenge it with when you challenge it with empirical evidence they despise it because it's a it, it it's an affront to their ego to the point that it has to be silenced yeah that's the see. reason the reason why they hate freedom of speech so much is not because is not because they hate no, it's not because they uh, don't want to hear what you want to say. Because let's get this out of the way. They can easily change the station, not look at the tweet, or get out of social media, not watch the video. Whatever form of whatever form of expression you want to make, you can easily ignore it, and it would not cause you any problems. The biggest problem they have is that others will hear it, and they want to silence that attempt. Yeah, like the whole the whole uh, silencing of of um, dissenting opinions from conservatives on liberal topics on Facebook, or the whole parlor situation, or exactly. you fucking yeah. the, the last like two months, this country's gone to shit because nobody wants to listen to anybody else. Anyway, if we wouldn't have we wouldn't have fucking podcasts if people didn't want to hear other people's goddamn fucking opinions. This podcast wouldn't exist if people didn't give a shit about our opinion. Well, people probably don't give a shit about our opinion, but uh, you no, know, we do it for fun, and maybe one day people will want to listen to it. We do have listeners. We do have listeners, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's we're allowed to have dissenting opinions. This is how it is. And if you, and if a listener hears something, says something, you know, we say something a listener doesn't agree with, and they say something to us, there's a conversation there. We can have a conversation then. I'm never going to tell somebody they're wrong, just flat out to be wrong. I, I mean, you can tell, oh, here we go. We're, we're bringing you back, Quiggles. <laughs> Quiggles is the, the, the movie star. He says he's he's famous now because of our podcast. Um, he, like, he, he has, he has some stuff that could be borderline Alex Jones. Right. And he says some stuff that like really makes you think. And he has evidence to kind of like back it up, kind of like Alex Jones. You know, he's got a set of articles, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's not like it's not off the wall crazy. Like he when he was talking about crypto or when a crypto first started to get bigger, he sounded like a, a zealot. Now, the stuff he says about crypto actually makes sense. And you could see it by the way crypto's evolved. So it's like if if he if he. If at any point once somebody told him he was just an idiot, he would never talk about it with you ever again. And then you would be completely in the dark, which makes you ignorant to everything that's going on. So why not hear what he has to say? Even if it does sound like weird or obnoxious, you don't have to agree with it, but at least hear it out because there's some truth buried in it somewhere because we're all being fed information from everywhere. Because that's the point. The idea is that they don't want others to hear that information and accept it. Yeah. That's the point. Fuck That's them. the point. Anyway, they don't they don't want you to hear it? No, they they don't want others to hear it. Right, right. One of the things that's always been stated, and it's something that I've taken to heart, is the best is sunlight is the best disinfectant. And when you go out of your way to stop people from having a dissenting opinion, however incorrect it is to the general consensus. You're not stopping. You're not trying to prevent them from saying something incorrect. You're trying. You're saying that you're afraid of what they're trying to say, be yep. it good, bad, or otherwise. 
if if the statement is if your statement is rock solid and your foundation is where it needs to be, let them gibber like idiots on the street. Why right. the fuck would you care if they say something? You if you can disprove them, what does it matter? Right. That that's the whole point. <laughs> the whole point. Ah. Anyway. Indeed. But that's the biggest fear they have. It's that they believe that ignorance will triumph and they're afraid of allowing any other opinion other than their own to pass through. So they're willing to affront any cost available to make sure that their narrative is the only one that is available to be said and believed. Right. All right. So if you made it this far and you haven't turned us the fuck off, I applaud you. Um, but I think we're going to end it here on this note. So, you know, we covered a whole bunch of stuff today. We covered the Nintendo direct, some awesome games coming, uh, new smash characters, some DLCs, you know, just good stuff in the Nintendo direct Diablo two, um, and Diablo four coming eventually. Um, that's a big thing that happened. Um, what else do we talk about? I think that's pretty. I mean, we covered D and D as being racist. We covered Coke being super fucking cokey and extra racist. <laughs> why, mistress? Why? Yeah, right. Uh, and we covered Strixhaven. So Strixhaven spoilers that came out. So if you find anything. Uh, fun anything you want to add to anything you want to talk about you know we got a little bit more controversial this time quote unquote controversial i don't think it's controversial um because i will talk to literally anybody and i'll even talk to the fucking guy screaming in my face for that matter i don't give a fuck as long as you're not attacking me because then that's a whole different story hulk smash um chun lee being immortal con- no, does- said, no she's yeah. he's already dead Ch- chun lee being in mortal combat um you know, all the good stuff. You can find us at the Angry Wargamer podcast on Facebook. Find me at the Angry Wargamer on Twitter. You can find Drew at Punk Toast on Twitter. And you can find Lando at Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. And like I said, we tweeted some stuff out. So follow us on there. Let us know what's going on. Open up that conversation. And yeah. So remember, stay sexy and go fuck yourself. <laughs>